Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast. Brother Jeremy here. I want to go back in the Word of God where we've been studying the last couple podcasts in Matthew chapter number 20. And verse number 28, the Bible said, Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. I love this verse of Scripture, and it tells us so much about the Lord, tells us so much about his work as the servant. Uh, He is a servant, and I've been dealing on the last couple podcasts with the subject, Our Serving Savior, Our Serving Savior. And if you break this text down, You see, first of all, the person of Christ, for the Son of Man came. There you see his humanity, you see his deity. The Son of Man, humanity, came, deity. Where had he been? Where did he come from? And so we see the person of Christ. Then the second thing we see in this verse is the position of Christ. For the Son of Man came, and here's the position, not to be ministered unto. Not to be ministered unto. How can a man minister unto God. How can a man help God? He's self-sufficient. That's exactly who he is. And how are you going to help God? God doesn't need our talents. God does not need our abilities. He does not need our wealth. God is self-sufficient. So he did not come to minister, uh, be ministered unto. For the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto. The person of Christ and the position of Christ. And then on the last podcast, We got to that point on the purpose of Christ. For the Son of Man came, person, not to be ministered unto his position, but to minister. And that is the purpose of Christ. He came to be a helper. Because I told you that that word minister does not mean a pastor, does not mean a preacher. It means someone that helps. Someone that helps. And boy, we've got a helper. The Lord is our minister, He's our helper. Uh, Hebrews chapter 13 says, the Lord is my helper. Psalm number 27 verse 9 said, hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. Psalm 33 verse 20 says, our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Psalm 37 verse 40, and the Lord shall help them. And deliver them. Psalm number 40, verse 17. I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinketh upon me. Thou art my help and my deliverer. One of my favorite verses, Psalm 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Psalm 63, verse 7. Because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. Psalm 97, verse 17. Unless the Lord had been my help. My soul had almost dwelt in silence. And there's so many other verses I could give you uh, about the help of the Lord. And God has helped us. And you need to think on that right here this moment. Has God ever helped you with anything? Has God ever came to your aid? Has God ever ministered unto you? Well, that was his purpose. That's why the Son of Man came. Not to be ministered to. Not to help. Not to be helped, but to help. And when you start thinking about how God has helped you and how God has 
brought you through uh, different circumstances, different trials, different valleys, uh, when you had times of weariness, uh, when you had times when you didn't think there was a way out. And guess what? The Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. And there he was, the helper. Has God ever helped your soul when you were headed to hell? Saved you? Has he ever helped your mind survive the fiery darts of the wicked? Has he ever helped your family through stormy seas or howling winds? Oh, yes. God is our help. The Bible teaches us he is our help in temptation. Uh, Hebrews chapter 2, verse number 18. For in that he himself hath suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. That word means he's able to help us. He's able to help us. There is no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way uh, to escape that you may be able to bear it. He is our helper. He is our helper. And so you find the person of Christ, for the Son of Man came. And you find the position of Christ, not to be ministered unto. And you find the purpose of Christ, but to minister but then the fourth thing I see here about our servant Savior is the price of Christ. The price of Christ. The Bible says, For the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life. To give his life. The price of Christ. You see, that giving of the life there, cannot be measured that giving of his life cannot be measured what jesus gave on the cross when and when he gave it on the cross he gave it all there was nothing left he did not have anything left to give and, and how much is jesus worth to you you know the word worthy the word worthy and the word worth are connected when you talk about someone being worthy and we talk about uh, worthy and worth and worship, and all of those are connected. Worthy ship, worth, worthy, worship, worthy ship. You can study those words and they're all connected. In other words, how much you worship someone is how much you think they are worth. However much you value someone is how much you worship. And that's the key on worship. The reason we don't praise God enough and praise Jesus enough, and we'll never catch up, we'll never be able to praise him enough, but the reason we don't praise him more is because we don't value what he did. How much did he pay? The Bible said, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. You cannot put a price on Jesus. He is priceless. And nowhere in the Bible does it say to what extent Jesus is worthy. He's just worthy. What the Word of God teaches is that you cannot exhaust His worth. You can never be able to explain His pricelessness. You'll never be able to repay Him for all that He is and all that He's done. He's just worthy. He's worthy of everything and anything that you can give. If every person in the world right now, at this moment, would bow their knee and wholeheartedly surrender everything to Jesus, it still would not even scratch the surface of what 
He is worth. He's worthy. And for all eternity, that's what we're going to do. We're going to give him glory and honor and praise. So our serving Savior, we see the person of Christ, the position of Christ, the purpose of Christ, the price of Christ. He gave his life. But then I see also the provision in Christ. Because the Bible says, and to give his life a ransom for many. The provision in Christ. That word ransom, it literally means a price paid for a redemptive, uh, for the redemption of a captive. The price paid for the redemption of a captive. That is, it, it is that it means the ransom is what sets us free, sets us at liberty. So anything that releases anyone from a state of punishment or suffering or sin, it's called a ransom. And men and women are by nature captives, captives to sin. They're sold under it. They are under condemnation, according to Ephesians chapter number 2. Uh, we're under a curse of sin, according to Galatians chapter 3, verse 10. And the only hope that we have as a sinner is to provision in Christ. He's our ransom. There's an old song we used to sing a lot when I was a boy. We don't sing it as much now. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sin away. And now I sing a brand new song, Amazing Grace. For Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. That word ransom is so important. It's God's provision. And it was used in a lot of different instances. Uh, but one way it was used, it was used of widows. We find that in the book of Ruth, that redemption price. Uh, it was used of, uh, of slaves, uh, the story of Philemon, where Paul had a prisoner friend named Onesimus that got saved while Paul was in prison, and he tells Philemon, hey, whatever Onesimus owes, you put that on my account, I'll settle it when I come, that's a ransom. Or then you've got in the Word of God the lost inheritance, where the redemption of some land or some property in the year of Jubilee was, was able to, to be used. You have those of prisoners where people would pay a ransom for one army, from one army to another for the release of prisoners. Um, and sometimes when you have that, uh, it had that in those warfares where uh, there was a captive uh, and, and one army would pay a ransom so that prisoners of war could be released. I was studying this about back in that time frame when, the word ransom is used in the word of God and, and, and they would be a ransom paid for one arm from one army to another. And they'd release prisoners. But oftentimes an officer of high rank would be exchanged for scores, perhaps even hundreds of ordinary soldiers who were held by the enemy and the high ranking officer himself would become the ransom. Well, I've got news for you. There's no, high, no higher uh, ranking officer than the Lord Jesus Christ, and he turned himself over to the forces of, of evil so that you and I could be set free as prisoners. He was willing to be held captive so we could be uh, free. And then three days after surrendering to the army of Satan and the army of evil and the army of death, he walked out of the prison. He was victorious over death, hell, and the grave exchange that's what it means the ransom 
It's an exchange. It's an exchange. A, pi- a payment has been paid. A, a price has been paid. And you know, Jesus was victorious over death. He was victorious over the devil. He was victorious over the flesh. He rose from the grave. And thank God we have that ransom today. What a Savior. What a serving Savior we have. I mean, he, He's our helper. He's our ransom. He paid the price for us. We're so blessed. Now, I want you to do something today. I want you to go out and tell that story. Jesus served us. How, how can we not serve him? Jesus served us. How can we not serve him? And he made himself a servant. And so today, let's go out and tell that story. We're to be salt. We're to be light. We're to go out into this world and purify and illuminate. The world is dirty and dark. But God has left us here to tell that story of the price that Jesus paid, our servant Savior. If you're listening to this in the evening, why don't you plan on purpose? Tomorrow I'm going to get up, I'm going to pray, I'm going to get filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to go out and I'm going to tell somebody about Jesus and be salt and light. Until the next Treasures of Truth podcast, God bless you.